Welcome to the Alienators Chess Game Podcast, exposing the playbook to the toxic co-parent. I'm your host and high-conflict family coach, Jennifer Segge. Now let's strategize. Let's dissect the personality of the alienator. Let's identify the needs of our children the abuser preys on. Let's extinguish the chaos of the co-parent conflict. Target parent warriors, let's outsmart the manipulator and rescue the parent-child bond. Checkmate. Hello and welcome to the Alienators Chess Game. Target parents, warriors, support tribe, and allies. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Tracy B. And she is the founder of the Divorce Solutionist. For the past two decades, she has been working as a family law attorney, a mediator, and a strategist coach. So she has a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge. And with that experience and knowledge, she has developed in her own business, The Divorce Solutionist, which I would like for her to tell us more about what she does and how she helps people in this community. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Um, so The Divorce Solutionist is my baby, actually. It was like, oh gosh, about 10 years in the making while I was in private practice, because a lot of times... Um, clients would come to me, potential clients would come to me, and they couldn't afford to retain an attorney. You know, my initial deposit was $5,000 and up, and a lot of people didn't have that. So in that, while I was in private practice, I was always in, you know, developing stage of this, the divorce solutionist, and it finally came to fruition in 2019, because I actually stepped away from practicing law to uh, take care of my only child, who just turned 10. And in that time, I was trying to figure out how to make my life more meaningful, really more meaningful. And I was like, you know what? There's a huge need in the family law community to help people get through their custody and divorce, especially when it's high conflict, um, who don't have the means to pay 15, 20, 30, $40,000. So, and that's why I came up with the divorce solution. So it's a service specifically geared toward um, pro se, pro per, self-represented litigants who are in family court. Um, I do a range of services just to help them. It's all about imparting knowledge and actually building their confidence to let them know and believe that they can actually do this with the guidance and the support of the Divorce Solutionist team. So that's exactly how it, yeah. Wow, that is so empowering. I think, you know, even as I work with a lot of attorneys and I've I've grown a lot, you know, initially coming from the psychology field, stepping into more of the legal field, it's it's really intimidating. You, you attorneys can be pretty intimidating. So I love your approach and how you're empowering clients. Um, and yeah, you're a true entrepreneur that you see, hey, there's this big need here. And, you know, I can fulfill this need and it's amazing. And I love, I just want to add in, I love that you are able to do that and say, you know, spend more time with your son. And that's, yeah. that's one of the good parts about um, being your own, your own boss. I did the same with my boys. So, you know, I kind of uh, 
put more priority on them when they were younger. Now that they're older, I'm like, I gotta get, I'm gonna get back in the business. And I <laughs> thought it was funny that it's, uh, you, you refer to it as your baby because it is. When you have a business, it requires so much attention and so much work. And I always said, it's my hardest baby. Like I thought it was so much easier just raising boys and trying to figure out all the ins and outs. And when you're first building it and you're the only one behind it and you're doing all the accounting and marketing. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It's your baby. You raise, you raise your business, but now it's, you know, you got it to a good spot. You're out there, you're helping people. Um, that's so, so amazing. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your expertise with us today. So you have a really, some really good points. If somebody wants to go pro se, um, or needs to go pro se and really doesn't have a choice. Um, you know, one of the first, what, what would you say the very first point you would like to make for somebody who's considering going pro se? Sure, sure. Mindset. They have to be open to it. I, I encounter a lot of people who are still resistant to the changes and the, you know, breaking the myth that they have and the flexibility and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you have to understand that if you don't focus on the mindset, the mindset is the basis, right? You have to be open to doing it in an unconventional way because family court is nothing, nothing orderly about family court. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who think it's about law, it's about rules, it's about principle, it's about, it's not, it's not. And unfortunately, the truth is it's not. So if you go in there with a firm mindset that the law is gonna apply, it's gonna prevail and I'm gonna win, no, you're going to be, you're setting yourself up for defeat. So if you focus on your mindset, what do I want? What do I really want and why? Mm. Why does it matter so much that I have exactly what I'm aiming to get? Because some people just want to go in and fight for custody for revenge, out of anger and all that stuff. And so you have to really focus. Now in on what it is you really want and why. Mm. Why are you doing this? Because it's not for the, the faint at heart. Oh, <laughs> you will, it's, it's not. You know, and sometimes I, I get people who are in that mindset where they're like, oh, the law is going to prevail and I'm going to, you know, I don't have to worry. And I'm like, and then a few months in and they're like, oh my God, I was so wrong. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, so I really focus on, let's hone in on your mindset. Let's look at what it is you really want, what really matters and why. Yeah. Yeah, I really like how you lay that out. Um, and the number one step being the mindset, you know, and in, in what I do and in, in psychology, we would we would say the same thing. Um, you know, there's the idea of the law of attraction and trying to figure out if that's, you know, if that's really scientifically proven. My idea behind it is that whatever, like whatever you're focused on, that's the direction you're gonna go. So if you're focused on I'm overwhelmed, I'm very intimidated you know, that's the way you're going to appear in court. And that's going to work against you. You really have to just go in, do your power pose, have, you know, have that mindset, have your strategy, know what you're doing and, and just really rock, rock it out. Um, so yeah, the mindset. So, so very important. Yes. And um, in, in this I still get resistance, I still get a people, you know, people who resist and who want to fight me on that. And, you know, through the coaching with them, especially if they're in the program, it helps, I help them do things to sort of break that down and to get yeah. through that. And yeah. so sometimes it takes a little longer for some than others, but you know. Yeah, and that's just a different personality yeah. that we get exactly. you know, across the board. Exactly. I, yes. I love that you have that coaching to help them work through their blocks and help them see, you know, that's huge. And that's a lot of, you know, my coaching, what I do is ask questions of like, okay, let's go this route. 
you know, let's entertain this. Where is this going to get you? Okay, not where you want. So we need to go in a different direction. We exactly. Have a different mindset, right? Um, and, you know, as you're describing this and the idea of when something first happens, I think I, I will say this all the time. Um, divorce is worse than a death. It's like, not only, you know, is there the loss and you're going through the grieving process, but there's like the sense of rejection and hurt, like everything that's happened in there. And and your your spouse or ex-spouse is still living. You're not getting the support that you get from, you know, other, um, you know, when somebody loses their spouse. Um, and it's it's not that finality. So it's just kind of like, it's kind of lingering. Um, so there's a lot of emotion that goes into this. And when we are emotional as human beings, we have less logical thinking. So it is really important that if they are coming in angry, that they get past that, they work through that anger to say, okay, what am, what am I really focused here? What is my important part here? You know, I have a lot of concerns about, you know, the parenting and, you know, is my co-parent going to make the right decisions in the best interest of the child? Because that's not what I've seen before. Or I've been trying a lot of what I get is, um, you know, the co-parents where they've already had their share parenting plan and they've been trying to co-parent and they are at opposite extremes and they are not able to make any decisions, you know, some of those are definitely my parent coordination cases where they need somebody to step in and say, okay, you guys couldn't decide, here's what we need to do for your child in the best interest of your child. Um, so yeah, really helping them get past that emotion and back to that logic is huge. Um, and when we look at the stress surveys, you know, in the field of psychology, I think they need a specific category for not just divorce, but like people who go through the litigation process, because um, in my life, I would say that was the one, like the most difficult time of thinking somebody else has control over who doesn't even know my child, who's going to make a decision for my child. And I'm a mom. I'm a mom. It was my, my oldest was a two-year-old at the time. And I just, everything feels up in the air. You don't know what to do. You don't know what, how to plan. And so when you're coming in and saying, okay, yeah, let's get the right mindset. Um, you know, I, I know you're going to talk about some other things, and, but how overwhelming that is, you know, again, you set out like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. You have no idea about what that process looks like. Can't even fathom or imagine all these different things, all these different motions that are coming at you, how to respond to the motions, how, you know, and, and all this happens while you have to raise a family, exactly. while you have to keep up with your career. Exactly. You know, I've had the, a client in there in my office yesterday. She's like, my attorney asked for all these things. It took me three hours yesterday to get them to her. Like three hours. It's like, what hobby? Like what hobby could you be doing? What quality time? Exactly. It really does take up so much time. So and that's generous because a lot of them take more than that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, that was just one day too, including, you know, family <laughs> and job, but um. Yeah, but to have to have that mindset of like, here's, you know, okay, this is my plan. Here's what I'm going to focus on. This is what I want to achieve. Also making, um, you know, something else I, I focus on is what is your threshold of like what you're going to file? Because a lot of people are, are going to go and I'm going to file for this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, let's stay focused here. You know, what is the most important? Is that really important that your child, your, your ex gives your child ice cream? Like that's an, that's a parenting opinion. That's not a bad thing. You know, you might think it's a bad thing, but that's your opinion. You cannot argue over whether or not your child gets ice cream. Right. So, um, so yes, definitely, um, very important to have a mindset. What do you think is the next important point? 
so then after that, I think it's extremely important to come up with a game plan. You have to have a solid game plan. People think strategy only applies to, or strategic planning only applies to business. You should have a strategic plan for your personal life too. Actually. I agree. You yes. And you should be visited as often as you need to. But you know, that, that increases our chances of success and manifesting exactly what it is we set our intentions to manifest, right? Um, no matter which language you use, we all have goals and aspirations and we all want to achieve those goals. And one solid way to do that is to come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, a lawyer-represented client and self-represented client, they rarely have a solid plan. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going in this and they're just going with the flow. And they're, you know, like you just said, they're just choosing random things that they want to pursue. And I'm like, no, you need to have an objective. And what I'm going to help you do is to come up with a plan to reach those objectives. And we're going to plug in the tactics, all the practical and the logical steps that you need to take to get there. But you need to have a solid plan. And what does that look like? What does that entail? That entails actually taking the time to assess everything that you have going on right now. Every, your position financially, emotionally, spiritually, legally, everything. Being honest with yourself. Looking at exactly where you are right now. Mm. Everything changes. And divorce everything your whole world changes your friends even change they don't even want to be your friends anymore so we need to be realistic as to what our resources are as well and then we take those things and we start plugging them into will be a strength and weakness list right because we need to know again you can't go out there like you said and follow random petitions and keep following because guess what that does sometimes that actually creates more of a problem or harm for your case, then it does a benefit. Oh, so you need, to, yeah. yeah, you need, and people don't, they don't realize that. Mm -hmm. They don't realize filing 10 contempt is you're doing yourself more harm than good because now you're telling the judge you don't respect his or her time because mm -hmm. you keep filing these motions mm -hmm. and they're looking at you like you can't, I'm not going to micromanage your family. That's not my job. You need to do that. And I get it because I know what it's like because I've been in it, but the judge doesn't care about that. So you need to have a plan. Be realistic with yourself. Come up with all the things that you think are strengths, weaknesses, and start to focus on. Okay, let's let's let's, let's plug them in. Let's plug them into what he, what they're the, the other party's asking for against what it is I'm asking for, and then we come up with some solid tactical steps that we can implement to get there. Right? Yeah. And that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of truth. Yeah. It takes a lot of honesty. You have to be ready to deal with your own truth because it takes, you have to look at the emotional as well as everything else. That is huge. And I'm glad you spent time talking about that because it's the emotional deficit or the most, the emotional predicament that actually clouds their judgment so much, which yeah. is why I'm there to bring them back to, you have to be conscious of you're allowing emotions to make decisions for you because you're emotional, but I'm going to bring you back to reality and say, listen, I know you're emotional, but right now we need to focus. You mm -hmm. need to have some clarity on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And so the, the game plan helps us to do that. For all my clients who hire me to work with them, and I start, we start out with a, a strategy plan. I create a strategy plan just for them. And we work through that. We work from that. And so that's extremely important. 
I feel comforted as you're talking about the strategy plan, because I think of, again, when I get, when I get clients and they're going through the legal process, again, it's like overwhelming. Everything's just tossed up in the air. We don't know where things are going to fall. But if, if you have somebody who says here, here's your route, here's what we're focused on. And, and so it really actually helps counteract that anxiety because, you know, you're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like this, if I do this, this is my best outcome. So I don't have to worry about all this. I just know that what I'm supposed to be focused on. So extremely helpful, not only from the legal sense, but again, I think about a lot about the psychology and mental well-being of people on that part. It's really helpful as well. It is. Mm. It is. It definitely, and it, and it, it comforts them. It reassures them, you know, um, because they have a, they have something they can refer to. A lot of times people want to look at something concrete. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to have something tangible that they can look at and say, oh, okay, I remember we discussed this or she addressed this or we addressed this. Mm-hmm. And this is what, you know, this is how, this is a ways that I could actually, yes. you know, respond or react to that. So it, yeah. it helps them. Yeah. yeah. I love those moments in my coaching when they come back, my clients come back and it was like, okay, this happened. And I knew exactly what to do this week with it because Absolutely. you gave me the technique. So yeah. it's amazing. I love it. Um, and what else, what, what is one last thing that you think is important for, you know, uh, our listeners to know if they're the one thing I want people to know is that it is okay. It is definitely doable to be self-represented in family court. Of course, there's some instances I screen my clients really carefully to make sure that they're not actually self-sabotaging by signing up to work with me as opposed to hiring an attorney, but it's definitely doable. It's not like 20 years ago where there weren't resources out there. Now, everything is on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can do free research on the internet. You can do so many things. So you can self-represent. I know it's a little overwhelming to understand legalese, to understand court procedure and the concept. Again, that's what I'm here for. But self-representation in family court is definitely much much more doable. There are state governments and organizations who are actually focusing on providing more resources for self-represented, especially since the pandemic. So many people broke up because they realized being stuck in the home with their significant other that they didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So the numbers shot up, and but the resources, the uh, the 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 um the pro bono for self-represented went down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people actually getting out there, and if and not and some people are doing it by choice. Some people are saying, I don't want to spend my co- my kids' college tuition on working with an attorney. I'd rather save that money and just do what I can on my own. Well, that's what I'm here for, because if that's what you, either way, if you're forced to do it or it's your choice, self-representation is definitely something that is doable. It is acceptable. It is not the norm quite yet, but it's definitely, it's changed from where it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually, my husband, this was a long time ago where uh, all of our co-parents are in much better place these days, but uh, there was a time, unfortunately, when, when I first married my husband that him and his ex were in court a lot. And one of the arguments was over a weekend. Um, she didn't file the paperwork. We had already had plans, um, you know, and she was trying to take, take vacation during that time. So um, I told my husband, we are, we are not spending our vacation money, family vacation money, arguing over a weekend. So I will set you up and you will go in there and you will do this. And we'll see where it comes. If we lose a weekend, we lose a weekend. But it, this doesn't make sense to spend several thousand dollars arguing over a weekend. Um, and he won. So 
yeah, it's, it's definitely very doable. Um, there was another incident that happened with uh, the companionship time mm. um, in which, you know, her father gets monthly, you know, once a weekend visit or once a month visits. Um, and we just said we shouldn't be responsible for the months that, you know, uh, my, my stepson's uh, mother lives about a thousand miles away. So okay. she gets him during like the vacation time, this, like summer vacation, winter vacation, spring vacation. So all we were saying is that we, you know, we shouldn't give up weekends when she has him during those months. Like if, if grandpa wants a weekend during those months, he, she should, he should talk to her about it. Um, so again, uh, you know, we were like, okay, well, we did this before. I, uh, I created the paperwork. I, there was a law that I didn't know. So one thing that we tried to enter didn't work out. Okay. So it was good that it, it didn't matter in the end. We still won, but that was, a you know, after that, I'm anytime a, a client talks to me, or even when I, I used to do those um, strategy calls and somebody would say, oh, I'm going to go pro se. I'd say at least always talk to attorney. Go and hire an attorney to look over your documents because there are some things that, you know, if you don't, if you don't follow this, that, you know, the, the other attorney or they can object to it and you can't get that evidence in, or, you know, of course, Tracy, you know, so many other things. So that was, you know, that was definitely a wake up moment of like, you know, I would always advise somebody to at least talk to attorney to go through you know the documents and here you've created a whole business off of it so I think that's that's amazing but I do think it's funny because um the attorney I was I was put on the stand you know my as a witness and the other attorney asked if I was an attorney <laughs> because of the paperwork that is awesome and then that last awesome. week I got caught on to this other case I, I work with a um the mom and they're still in litigation. So the dad subpoenaed me and I, for a couple times, and I, um, I had to do a motion to quash the yeah. subpoena. And I, you know, I, it took me some, some research on, on how to do this, but he had asked me, you know, and the motion to quash of like, did you hire an attorney to do this? And he asked me several times. It's like, that no, hilarious. you oh know, I just did some research on the internet. And again, it's like, Here's, exactly. here's the reasoning. Here's, you know, here's the facts. Here's the reasoning and give it to the magistrate or judge to make the decision. That's all, you know, all we can do. So um, yeah, I love, I love that you, you know, you're normalizing this because it is, I mean, I've had, I've had cases where they've spent over $150,000, um, you know, and that's just one side. I'm not sure how much the other side exactly. spent. Absolutely. You know, you're talking about Ivy League college for your child. And exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it's good that it, there's options out there. There's Absolutely. options. And, you know, from what I see too, sometimes litigation is necessary to put some boundaries around. Sometimes. They have Absolutely. some clients who are like, well, they, you know, the, the other parent continues to do things that are not along with the shared parenting plan. And so not that you would run every single time that the shared parenting plan is violated, but when you have this violation over and over and you're trying to resolve it outside of court and it is not working, it's okay to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're right. You don't want to go in there and 10 contempts of exactly. like, because I think again, when you get emotional, things can seem bigger to you. And when, and when it's like, okay, let's, let's just focus on the big things here. You know, the most important things because again, psychologically, like if there's so much mess, that's going to be hard for the judge to weed through. So exactly. we just make a clear path of like, this is what's going on. Your order says this is not okay. 
please help us. And, and that's the key. That's exactly mm -hmm. the key. You want the judge to care a little bit, at least a little bit. And the way to do that is to appeal to their interests. And it might not be yours because you, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, it's hard to give up. Um, you know, I'm mommy. I know my kids more than better than, you know, but you know what? I also want, you know, I want the judge to actually align with me. So let me just, you know, do present this in a way that I'm going to get him or her to sort of do exactly that. And mm -hmm. so th those are, those are key. Yeah. Those are yeah. key things. Exactly. Yeah. So that's very important. I have so such great advice today that you've given. Um, so you provide those services, but you also have a membership. Tell us a little bit about your membership. Yes, that is the most exciting part of the Divorce Solution is I created a, a subscription-based membership program just for pro se litigants. And in that program, they actually get, they get from free legal forms and reviewing of their documents and they get free coaching and we get, they get some, they, they even get um, a, a free consultation with an attorney in their state because the membership program is for all 50 states. So it doesn't matter where you are. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it, it's awesome because there's no commitment. There's three different levels based on, you know, what you can afford. But in that, at some point you will get some sort of reassurance you'll build confidence you'll feel empowered because you will have the guidance the support you need because you don't know all the answers you don't even when you find them you don't know how to interpret what you find mm -hmm. and that's what the membership program is for i am super excited because it's still growing i have workshops there i have downloads you know free e-guides there all all the great things that people need to answer every question from procedural to legal to even the emotional and practical sides of going through family court litigation so i'm super excited about that one yeah, uh, yeah so. that is amazing that's going to help so many people so where can they find that so there is on my website www.thedivorcesolutionist.com there is a, a little subdirectory up top that says membership, or it's right on the page. There should be a link directly on the page where it says join the membership, because that's how excited I am about it. <laughs> but if you go there, they can go there and they can, you know, uh, find out the different levels and what they offer, and they can sign up right there. Yeah, it's an application process, so you have to be approved application okay. um, for a uh, membership. Because again, I screen people because I don't want them to find themselves in a worse position because they decide right. to do this route as opposed to, I mean, there's stuff, I actually have self-represented clients in the membership program too, because I'm, I'm filling the gaps. Because sometimes you have an attorney and you don't want to ask the attorney all the practical questions and, oh, can you explain this? So that's why they're in the membership program because we, we I explain everything to them, no matter what it is, if they have a question about anything, we answer it. So yes, so, but yeah, they could go right to www.thedivorcesolutionist.com and there they'll find the information to sign up. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for providing all this information and providing, you know, some, some people may have never considered this as an option and, um, you know, it's definitely fulfilling a need out there. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and discussing all of this with us. And so for those listeners at home, check out the Divorce Solutionist and go outsmart the manipulator and rescue the parent-child bond. Checkmate.